The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickert. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, the licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and also the majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage, along with my son, David, who is AccuNet's chief client experience officer and also one of our top senior loan consultants. Remember, if you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. And you can also grab a podcast of today's show wherever you normally get your podcast. Well, David, thanks for uh, uh, taking over the show with Tim the last two weeks. I appreciate a little oh, yeah. time off. Yeah. So uh, back in the saddle and, and eager to uh, help people understand their options and what's going on relative to buying and selling homes and even possibly refinancing. So um, I don't know if you caught this, David, but you know, it's, sometimes it's always better to look at those less fortunate than you to make yourself feel better. Okay, about go your current on. situation. So I don't know if you saw this headline, but Turkey, the country over there in uh, Asia, raised its short-term overnight interest rate to, do you know what number? I'm going to guess it's a teenager number, like 16 or something. 45%. Whew. 45%. So that compares to the Fed's number over here, by the way, of five and a quarter. And that's because inflation in Turkey is running at <clears throat> 65%. So somehow I, wow. I can't get my head around those numbers, but somehow people are, you know, going about their daily business and so I on. Guess. But so that's to put it in context and to say that <laughs> on Friday. In comparison, we're uh, awesome. We, we are, are skinny. So awesome. So the Federal Reserve, as everybody knows, has... Um, trying to mean slowing down the economy and trying to get inflation back to 2% annually. Okay. That's yeah. their goal. And the last time they raised interest rates to help accomplish that goal, because raising rates is a break. It's a, a drag on the economy. And uh, the last time they raised rates was in July of 2023. And remember, they only uh, control short-term rates. The federal reserve does not have a big dial in the New York fed that says mortgage rates. It just happens to be that, you know, there's some loose correlation between all interest rates. And so, anywho, their preferred uh, measure of inflation is this wonky number called the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index, or PCE. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That came out on Friday. And the uh, all the wonky economists were thinking, you know what? We're going to get a read, going to say 3%. Mm -hmm. And it came in at? Oh, too bad we didn't tell Isaac to have a drum roll ready, but it came in at uh, 2.9%. Annualized. Yes. Annualized. Yep. And 0.2% uh, month to month when you look at it from November to December. Yep. And by the way, this is the Fed's preferred measurement. They like to look at what people spend on things, goods and services, but ignore food and energy. That's called the core PCE index number. Yes. So that's the 2.9 number. If you put in food and energy, which is supposed to be more volatile, it actually looks even better. Inflation is only at 2.6. So 
bottom line is we're making progress towards the Fed's goal of 2%, but we still got a ways to go. And David, how did the interest rate markets react? Uh, Markets on Friday mostly shrugged. And even in the days leading up to, there's a lot of in-between time between these mile markers of data, you know, important mile markers, unemployment jobs report, first Friday of every month, the CPI, consumer price index, that's once a month, the PCE, that's once a month. But, you know, I, I only described three things. There are other business days. And so markets in anticipation of this inflation report on Friday we're still kind of just like mm, sideways, neither up, neither down. Uh, and so markets on Friday kind of were like, great, we're not. It's not we're going not the lo- wrong direction. Yeah, it's not. we're not losing to inflation. Let's not pretend like we're absolutely crushing it, but at least we're not losing. Yeah, and we're a lot better than Turkey. Did anybody say that? Yes. I said that to myself. We are smoking it compared to <laughs> Turkey. Well, uh, let's put this in the bigger picture. Um, we had a really nice uh, reduction in mortgage rates at the yeah. end of December. Yeah. I mean, I locked in a customer at 6.5% on a 30-year Same. fixed rate with no points. And now it's snuck back up. I'm looking at a scenario that we're going to talk about in a, another segment of the show where on a $250,000 loan with excellent credit and... Um, uh, you know, all the other right stuff to buy a house, we could do 6.875 with no points. So we're up a little bit uh, so oh. far in about three-eighths of hey, a Hey, 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 at the end of October, rates were at eight. So like that was, if October was Turkish mortgage here in the United States, <laughs> yeah, yeah. at least we've come a long ways down since then. All right, when we come back, let's just give a, a quick snapshot. I gave you one interest rate. Uh, let's kind of put in perspective, you know, some of the other interest rates we have to offer and, and also what the impact is on payment, because that's really what matters to people, mm-hmm. and give you some advice on what we think the rest of the year is going to look like, too. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian the Elder. That's David the Younger over there who is also taller and more handsome and probably a little smarter too. Uh, Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's show. We were just talking about where mortgage interest rates are. And so I had just said... uh, uh, at the end of the last segment, you know, with 25% down and all the other right stuff on a $250,000 mortgage to buy a home in southeastern Wisconsin, uh, 6.875 is your interest rate, and an APR is uh, 6.9. Um, so that's pretty good. That's a lot better than it was in in October yeah. when we were tickling 8%. And David, you, but we were saying that is up from the end of December and you had a, a, a clever analogy well, which goes like the the reason the reason why markets uh, brought interest rates down from their highs in October was the Fed started you know basically saying like and you know what yeah sometime in 2024 we are gonna cut rates and markets are always trying to move not when the news is announced but in advance of the news happening. Right. And so what markets did, uh, I'm speaking from a place of pain, is markets bought their tickets to Vegas for the Super Bowl before we actually defeated inflation in the divisional round. 
going. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I like I like the football analogy. Yeah. So, uh, and by the way, the Fed does meet this coming week, and there is only a 2.6% chance that they'll cut rates at the meeting. So well, and, they're going to leave them the same. But they've got the, they're waiting for proof that they should. And this past Friday, when the PCE inflation number came out, it was that communicated to the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee, wait and see. That's right. Hey, but in the meantime, we also got the latest interest rate forecast, right? So, so we don't have any economists uh, on our staff, but Fannie Mae wins all kinds of awards, even though they are occasionally wrong. And uh, here's what their latest forecasts on rates are for 2024. They're talking about the 30-year fixed rate. They're saying, you know what, in the first three months of the year, we're going to average 6.4. Huh, well, right now that's a little high because I just told you we're at, you know, 6.875. Then it's going to go down to 6.2 in the second quarter, so that's April through June. Then it's going to slide down to 6 in the third quarter, which is July through September, and then 5.8 by the end of the year. And every real estate agent and mortgage lender just applauded uh, from their lips to God's ears, as they say. Now, if you slip over to the Mortgage Bankers Association, they are interestingly, usually they're more optimistic, not this time. They're saying 6.9 in the first quarter, 6.6 in the second quarter, 6.3 in the third quarter, and 6.1 in the fourth quarter. So the general trend, though, is downward, right? How does that impact your uh counseling when you're when you're talking about hey you know what mr and mrs buyer or mr buyer or miss buyer if you're a single female buyer you know here here's a rate where you can spend money to get a lower rate for the whole 30 years here's another one where you're not spending any extra money and maybe here's a third option where we can chip in and cover some of your closing costs at yeah. a slightly higher rate what do you well yeah, i had ahead. that conversation this past week because I, I will tell this story later client got an accepted offer and, and the way that I phrase this question is, borrower, what do you think interest rates are going to do in the next two years? And most people say back to me, well, you know, because you know, maybe I'll share the same data that you just rattled off between Fannie Mae, Mortgage Bankers Association. But most people, whatever headline they read late at night laying in bed, they're like, it's probably going to come down in the next two years. Yeah, I heard the Fed's going to cut. I heard. Yeah. And so then I say, okay, then why would you spend money today to get a lower rate that might arrive to us all on its own in the next one to two years? Correct. And ultimately what I tell clients is, I want you to sleep at night. Maybe the answer is maybe a little bit of points don't over invest in you know buying down the rate maybe a little bit because you never get that money back no right if you plop down for a permanent rate buy down you never get that money back hey i just want to also mention that our special 30-year fixed rate first-time homebuyer money where you can put three percent down as little as three percent down the interest rate on that is six percent Mm-hmm. And then because you pay mortgage insurance, if you have really good credit, the mortgage insurance uh, would only bring up the APR to about 6.16. So that look at that. It's almost a full percent below. 
yeah. uh, the going market rate. So we always see if you can fit into that program. Do you have the qualifying uh, rate memorized? For, I mean, the qualifying income is it like one hundred and fifteen thousand? I'll give it to you when we come back. All right, we'll give we'll take we'll give you that number when we come back, and then also, David, you've got a story to share from the front lines of mortgage lending about somebody who you helped get a accepted offer this yeah. last week. We'll get to that right after this. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Welcome back to today's Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. We appreciate you spending some time with us. So we were just talking about our special uh, 30-year fixed-rate first-time homebuyer program, and that rate, again, is 6%. The APR will vary depending on your credit score and the amount of mortgage insurance that uh, we need to buy. But that APR is going to be around 6.17. And by the way, you can put as little as 3% down on that program, and then we can also fill in with a um, second mortgage at the same interest rate, 6% that's amortized over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that can pay for the rest of your 3% down payment plus all of your closing costs. So that is always our first stop on the triage of hmm, what loan program is best for you. And David, what is the income limit uh, in the four county or five county area? Uh, So it, it depends, as you just pointed out, it is county specific. And it is also humans in your household specific. So if you're a one to two person household, $99,900. If you are more than two humans in your household, it's a little over $114,000 that you can have for total income. And why that's really important is that box, you know, if you've got grandma living with you and she's drawn a little bit of social security, that counts toward that maximum income bucket. So we really got to get in on the income details for your house. I have a client um, who is proceeding with that special program and that lower rate. We're using one of the spouse's income. We're not using the other spouse's income, but we still have to document. I, I have to ask for their W-2. I have to ask for their year-to-date pay stub because even though we're not putting it on the paperwork, we got to make sure we fit in the bucket. Yeah, I'm going to say that back another way. There's an income calculation for this special program because it is so good. Right, that your household cannot make more than this much money. The numbers that David just said, ninety nine thousand nine hundred and one hundred fourteen and change. Uh, and so, regardless of whether somebody in your household is a borrower, their mm. income still counts as to whether or not you qualify for the special money. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. That's we call that compliance income. The um, qualifying income to see if you can afford to pay back the loan, that's where we can leave somebody off if we want right. to. That's, and, and we do that all the time, you know, in terms of trying to figure out what is the optimal way. It's, it is the artistry of mortgage lending in 2024. It's yeah. knowing what has to be on, what doesn't, and what fits and what's out of the box. All right. So with that backdrop, David, get us started at least on your home shoppers who yes. became, got an accepted offer this week. Okay, so I got the email Saturday at 6 p.m. right before kickoff. Uh, Hey, David, our real estate agent, Kim, says you're awesome, and we have this house that we would love to write an offer on. Can you help us? Sitting there on the couch prepping to have my heart broken uh, by the fourth quarter. Yeah. 
I'm texting with these clients and got them our secure link so that they can plug in their mortgage data right there while they're watching the same game on their phone. And then we coordinate to connect on Sunday morning because they're, you know, sleeping on it. And then on Sunday at, you know, noontime, we hop on the phone, confirm a couple things. I get them their rock solid pre-approval because they uploaded all of their documents uh, then over the weekend. So we were able to review that. They submit their offer. And then by Monday, mid-morning, huzzah, they have an accepted offer on a home. How did they get in this? Now, was there any competition? Do you know if there were competing offers? Uh, I, uh, you know what? I'd have to go back and check. I do know there had been a price cut on the home recently, so it okay. wasn't a totally fresh listing. But these, with the help of their smart agent, they did write a little bit over the cut. The reduced price. Okay. The reduced price, which if I can you know, offer anybody my own two cents, is painful for a seller when they need to cut their price. Right. Yeah, I thought because, I thought this thing was going to fly off the shelf and we get exactly. multiple offers all over asking because that's what everybody's been telling me in the office. Exactly. My na- my neighbor who's, you know, a, a worse person than I am sold his house for 10,000 over his list right, price. Right. But and so if you have an opportunity as a buyer to, you know, what do you want to say? Compliment uh, to to reduce the pain. Yeah. There's like, you know what? I know you just cut, you know, your price by X. I'm going to still offer you, you know, 3000 for a little, yeah. a little uh, just a little, a nominal amount over your list, the now reduced list price. Yeah. Man, you're going to, you're going to get into that inner circle of offers that a seller is considering because you might be up against someone who thinks that there's blood in the water and that's an opportunity to really get them. Really? You know? Really? Go even underneath that. Exactly. So I want to detail... Because so we got the accepted offer, but then it was, what's the best rate and closing cost combo we can do? And holy cow, we need to get loan commitment out the door in 10 calendar days. And we did it. I'll give you all the details when we come back. Now it's time to turn it over to Jessica Gatso in the 24-hour newsroom. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to today's show. David, we're mid-story here about a, a, a is this a first-time buyer, I would imagine? Yes. First-time yep. home buyer who you started interacting with on last Saturday, a week ago Saturday. Uh, sent them our, our, our technology is really good. Our, our relatively new online application is really easy. Just as an example, uh, you know, you start typing in things, it finishes it for you. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't take a guess at where you work. It uh, can. If yeah. your employer, you know, is plugged into large databases like Paychex or something like that. Right. So it's super easy to fill out. And then it's also super easy uh, to upload documents that we need to give you a rock solid pre-approval. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, your bank statements, your W-2, your pay stub, you know, which All is most homeowners, yeah. you know. And so they did that. Consequently, David was able to get them a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval, the only one that we know of that comes with a $2,000 guarantee. They were putting 10% down, and they got their offer accepted. But, David, you were telling me uh, during the news break that there were some other things the uh, buyer's agent did to sweeten the offer. What were those? And I didn't know this. So they got the accepted offer, or I found out, Monday mid-morning. Then I got the PDF of the contract, and I'm thumbing through it. 
and two things popped out and I texted the agent after I came across them. The first was normally the seller provides a proration to the buyer be like, Hey, I owned the house from January 1st until, you know, Feb 15 when I sold you the house. Here's my portion of the property tax bill. Yeah. Uh, cause you know, the, cause I owned it, you know, for those 45 days, their contract said, don't worry about it. Huh. The, the 2024 property tax bill, I'll cover all of it. I don't need your portion for the month and a half. You owned the house. Oh, okay, cool. That's just, that's a sweetener. You know, that's it's a couple a grand. Yeah. And then the second one was the buyer is going to provide the seller a $1,000 closing cost credit. Because they have closing costs. They have you title think, insurance. Yeah. You might think I just said that, you know, uh, incorrectly. No, no. Because normally buyers are asking sellers to kick in a credit. Right. Well, there's nothing that says it can't go the other way. Buyer, as you just said, buyer providing to seller thousand dollars because the sellers probably got to pay for transfer tax to the state of wisconsin yep. an owner's policy an owner's title policy two sweeteners i texted the agent and i was like i have been dying to see more of these kind of creative cre yeah creative ways to make your offer stand out because if you write a boring offer you're you're more what likely to get a boring answer well it comes down to price then yeah. Right. Well, exactly. and maybe down payment and, you know, something like that. Um, okay. So, so a little extra sweeteners, but now you're saying there was a 10 day, normally, an, I would say a normal financing contingency is 21 to 28 days. So what yep. did this agent put in this? This offer? was 10 calendar days, 10 calendar. So it's saying, Hey, we're going to get you a loan commitment in 10 calendar days. Yes. That's, that's aggressive. I'm sure they asked you about that ahead of time. Uh, right? Absolutely. And, and I said, said, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So the application date was uh, Monday. Monday. Okay. Monday. Uh, we, get, we get all the lovely things they need to e-sign out by Tuesday. They e-sign all that on Tuesday. We have all their documents. We get submitted to underwriting. The appraisal. We have initial approval back from underwriting on Wednesday. Well, in two days. Super clean. Two-day mortgage. Exactly. And now we're missing just the uh, appraisal and the We're just title. missing the appraisal. That was scheduled for Thursday at 9 a.m. And by Friday at 10 a.m., we had the appraisal report in hand. And? Oh, you don't say what it is because it's a loan in progress. I yeah. don't want to know. Because the appraisals can even either come. Uh, let me ask you this question. Did the appraisal come in under the agreed upon price? It came in at a value sufficient to proceed with the transaction All as right. designed. There you go. And nice. so basically, I'm, well, what I, you know, by Friday at 1 p.m., functionally, we were clear to close. Yeah. But yeah. Which is like, let's just say that again. The Acunet team, Monday application friday functionally clear to close there's a couple other mop-up items like title insurance and the title companies have to make sure all their numbers match up ahead of closing yeah but on a 10-day commitment dad i just said we're gonna have four days to spare basically nice job team acunate now yeah. we don't want people calling us up and saying hey can we do a financing contingency in five days not recommended you know, 10 is pretty aggressive. Yeah. You know, I would have asked for 14 just to give a little leeway. But, hey, you know, we got a sharp team. The, the There's nothing like a general, deadline. 
That's right. And frankly, you know, service providers like appraisal are not appraisers are not that busy in January. Right. It's a traditionally slow season. All right. Can I I have yeah. just a little bit more meat on this bone if that's okay after yeah. this break. And I got a follow up on one of Tim's stories from last week's show. So stick around. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back and thanks again for tuning in to today's AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian the Elder. That's my son, David, the younger over there, uh, the taller, more handsome, and smarter guy. David, you're just wrapping up talking about a deal that you helped get uh, not only accepted this week, but approved in four days, including the appraisal. What else you got to add on to that sweet story? So, again, we, we were describing earlier in the show, this uh, good mortgage lenders are analyzing what is the way that we can structure what's on your application to get you the lowest rate and lowest closing costs. You described earlier, we have a program with kind of a hard limit on income, but that's how you get that lowest rate. These folks were married and they had the good problem of making too much money. Okay. And so they don't fit in that box. No special program for them. Correct. Then we toggle to other first time home buyer, well, I should even say income specific programs. One, if you, if the income that is listed on the application is less than 80, 80% of the area median income, you get special pricing. Yep. Th these folks actually fell into the third bucket, which was only created last year. Right. If you're a first time home buyer and the income listed on the application is less than 100% of the area median income, you also get special pricing. Ooh, yeah. That that income threshold, 100% area median income for most of southeastern Wisconsin is about 99,900. And so basically, you know, for this couple, I zeroed out one of their salaries and the other spouse, their income was about $87,000. That's all we needed to get the loan approved. So on paper, maybe, sure, their budget calculation is a little higher on paper. Yeah. But in real life, they both have incomes, and they're both going to be making the mortgage payment. But and it allowed us to get them a smoking good rate by, use, by being wise to what's the best way we can structure how your mortgage is on paper. Fantastic. I have a question for you, David. Is the um, second, the co-borrower, the second borrower still going to be on the loan? Yes, Okay. And the reason I ask that is that's typically better, believe it or not. I mean, I can't tell you how granular mortgage, the mortgage industry has become, but typically you'll get a lower cost of private mortgage insurance. You said they were putting 10% down. Yes. You'll get a lower cost of mortgage insurance when there are two borrowers on the loan application rather than just one, because the PMI companies figure that Hey, if somebody, if one person well, loses their job, the other one could go back two, to work. Yeah. You know, two is more than one. If you're yeah. picking up a tractor tire, it's better to have a buddy. That's right. Okay. So any other uh, no, juice in that, in that it's gonna be, a great story? It's going to be smooth sailing to closing from here. I mean, honestly, we're kind of just, you know, waiting now. Drumming ready. our fingers. Yeah. yeah. 
Good job. That that's a, that's a fun story. It makes me proud of you and the rest of the Academic Mortgage oh, yeah. team because I didn't have to do anything. Awesome. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, uh, following up on a story from Tim Holdman, my son-in-law, your brother-in-law from last week, he was telling about a buyer that he was helping where they were had written an offer on a house that had been on the market for something like six weeks. Hmm. And and uh, so, hey, that's, that's a good sign, right? And they were about to submit, I believe it was a counter offer, where they were going to ask for, I'm going to say, about $5,000 of seller closing costs uh, help. Yeah, they're going to make them a full price offer, as I recall the story, but say, hey, you know what? I, I'm going to offer you uh, the opportunity to help me, yeah. the buyer, by chipping in five grand. And then what we were going to do smartly was we were going to take that money and we were going to put it in a subsidy account. And that subsidy account would have lowered their monthly payment because their concern of these home buyers was that payment's a little too high mm-hmm. at today's interest rates. Mm-hmm. What can we do? And so the choices are, well, either we buy down the rate permanently by paying points up front, but we're just said in a, you know not not five minutes ago that that's probably not a good idea because rates are going to come down anyway over the yep. course of the next year or two. Yep. So the other alternative is to take the money from the seller, put it into an account, a temporary buy down account, and then that money is used to subsidize the homeowner's monthly payment over the first one or two years. And if we would have uh, bought it down so that the effective payment rate was 5375 in the first year, 6375 in the second year, mm-hmm. and then you're hoping that we're going to refinance before then because it would ultimately go to a 7375 well. rate for years three through 30, not horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But that would have initially saved them uh, 240 bucks a month. And, and that really scratched the itch. Wow. When we come back, I'll tell you what happened to that story. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Welcome back to this Sunday's edition of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. And uh, I was just finishing up telling uh, the, the, the rest of the story, as radio legend Paul Harvey used to say. And so Tim was working with this couple to get an accepted offer. They were going to use a temporary buy-down uh, where the seller subsidizes the home buyer's payment, in this example, to the tune of 240 bucks a month for the first month. And yet it was only going to cost the sellers five grand on a purchase price of 330 uh, to do this maneuver. I mean, okay. a couple of options for him. Yeah. Um, and remember, this house had been on the market for six weeks. One thing I want to point out about the temporary buy-down as a, as a tool to soak up seller closing cost credits is if we do refinance the homeowner and there's money remaining in the temporary payment subsidy account, they get the money. So unlike a permanent rate down, buy down where yeah. you pay points and that money's gone forever, oh, now rates are lower and we're going to refinance. Well, you already spent the money on the points uh, you know, at the closing. This is different. This is, hey, the money from the seller goes into a payment subsidy account, and if it's not all used up by the time we refi, the money in there gets applied to the principal balance. So you actually 
get the benefit of that you're money. actually you're actually almost hoping you refinance you know these people you know they're hoping they get the five thousand and then you know maybe when there's thirty five hundred left in the account rates are lower and they yeah. and they get a thirty five hundred dollars off Reduction. the top yeah. of their mortgage so so we got to remember to tell all of our our uh, fellow loan consultants at Acunet, remember to use the temporary buy down it's a great tool all right so um can i just say though it's in, uh, one in using or reaching for that tool in our experience doing that only makes sense when you're using someone else's money yes the seller maybe may, maybe gift you know if it's really not your money but if you're if you're stealing from yourself now to help yourself in the payments to come, that doesn't make any sense. The, the only other thing that I've done, I think, one time in the last year, and I don't originate many loans, but I had one in the fall where we could pay for most of it, uh, Acunet could, and then the the buyer only had to chip in a little bit, okay. and so that that's. But if it, you can get right. most, of, if you can get most of the way there, but yeah, don't. from somebody other than you as the buyer. Well, yeah. That, yeah. So uh, sadly, uh, at the last minute, while they're preparing to make this counter offer, yeah, somebody else comes in with a full price offer, which without is, without asking for correct, the, yeah. with no seller contribution required. So isn't that just the way real estate is? It can be heartbreaking. It's like, hey, we got this whole puzzle solved, and then here's this house that's been on the market for six weeks with no offers, and all of a sudden somebody wakes up and says, you know what? I think I'd like to buy a house and they go and do it. So well, they're but this back. Is why, can I yeah. just say, this is why when I'm talking to my clients, it's, it's not that I bet Tim wishes that he could have had this conversation with his clients before it was about a specific house. Hmm. Yeah. You, but sometimes you know, they're not ready to have that. Well, conversation. I know, but, but ultimately what you just described was it kind of took a day or two of, of wrangling or yeah. discussions, you know, before you, before they got comfortable, because the reason why I remember Tim telling the story, the reason why we reached for this temporary buy down tool was because this house was a little outside of their payment budget. budget yeah. Yeah. Um, Yep. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 going to work out. I think he, he he just told me on Friday they're going to write another offer this weekend. So okay, you know that. But that's just kind of the heartbreak. I did, by the way, look up um, listings so far in January, and we're you know there's still a few more days left to go. Uh, but right now, uh, at least as as of Friday, there were 945 new listings in the. Um, five county metro milwaukee area that came on mm -hmm. and so last january we had 1204 for the full month did last I, january have any days where it was minus eight no no so i think that may have uh stunted the uh listing activity that in the snow but you know we'll see well we can report on that you know maybe a next sunday show where we actually ended up what else you got there david you highlighted at the start of the show that smart People like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and the Mortgage Bankers Association think rates might come down throughout 2024. Yes. I would petition anyone thinking about buying, though, to not wait until that happens. Because if you do, everyone else who's been on the sidelines is going to get back to it, and there's going to be more competition. If you're looking for less competition, the answer is now. 
yeah. not in July when rates are at six, six and a quarter. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's good advice. And the good news is that refinancing in the great state of Wisconsin is cheap. Uh, that's not the case in every state. It just so happens in Illinois and Wisconsin, refinance costs are low. And so, you know, if we can we can help you out. You gotta you gotta own the house first that's in order right. to be able to refi it. That's right. Well, that's all the time we have for today's show, David. Always a pleasure doing the show with you. Likewise. And we'll see you back here, folks, next week. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM six twenty WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.